and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Kitty Talks. This week, I'm going to talk to you about all things manifestation. Uh, You may or may not have seen, but I was really lucky to be featured in the Metro. Um, For those of you that are English listeners, you will have heard of the Metro. It's a free local paper that goes out all across the country. Um, And I was recently featured in their home and property section, uh, talking about how I manifested my dream home. And I wanted to do a kind of behind the scenes answer to the questions because in the article, I kind of really um, didn't have a lot of space or time to talk about the specifics of how I manifested uh, or how we, I should say, it wasn't just me, it was me and my husband, how we manifested our dream home. So other pe- people can use the technique and uh, basically utilize what we did to pull in what they want in their life as well. So I thought I'd jump on and do a little solar cast and give you the behind the scenes story of how we manifested our home. Now, if you're not in the UK, you probably wouldn't have seen the press. But if you go onto my Instagram page, kitty underscore talks dot com, you will see the press that we had. It was a really good kind of double page spread. But I wanted to sort of tell you how everything came about because my husband and I were living in Worthing and we had bought a house which we decided to buy and do up. Uh, Originally, it was an old people's home. It was a four bedroom Victorian house and the couple who owned it were running it as an old people's home. And we kind of could see the potential that we put it back to being a normal house it was in a good location in a good area I love doing property that's also one of my passions um multi-faceted multi-talented multi-passionate um so we bought this property and we got it significantly under market value and I think that's a real key for anyone listening who's interested in property because important if you want to do well in property to buy things under market value and we bought it under market value and we have an, have a sister who's an interior designer and she helped us do it up. And we just about finished the project and I just started to think, oh, maybe I should move. Maybe we should move. 
Um, we'd made a bit of money on the house. It was a good time to sell. But actually, I'm also pretty lazy. So we loved the house. It had a great deck. Um, and, you know, we didn't necessarily weren't that motivated to move. And then something really interesting happened. Um, my husband, um, when I met him was separated and he has an ex-wife and obviously I have two very lucky to have two bonus, bonus, um, daughters. (laughs) Um, and their mum decided to move in around the corner from where we live. And it was a little bit too close for comfort. It was little, it was kind of just round the corner from where we lived. And I have to be honest, initially, my first reaction was like, whoa, (laughs) why does she want to move so close? That doesn't feel comfortable to me. She'd been about half an hour away before. And I had a little bit of a kind of wobble about it. And I remember speaking to a really great friend of mine and she totally reframed it for me. And this is, I just wanted to tell you this because I think it's a really good thing for people listening is that even bad things or what we propose to be bad actually we is how we look at things so i was kind of looking at this situation as oh my goodness it's not ideal i don't i don't want that to happen and i was looking at the situation as quite a bad thing and my friend came in and she said it's the universe just saying now is the time to move on it's time to move upwards and it's time to move on you know you love that house but now something bigger is calling you and it really kind of sat with me and I really loved it the idea and so I spoke to Matt and we said yeah why not we'll um we'll have a look around so a couple of things happened sort of simultaneously and I think this is what happens when you're on the right path this is sort of synonymous to doing your dharma because the universe lines up to support you. But um, we started to rate, make a list of all the things that we really wanted. I love period properties and I love fireplaces. And Matt's a very keen gardener and he wanted somewhere that we could grow food because we had a nice sort of vegetable patch in our current garden, but nowhere kind of huge to speak of. So he wanted to be able to grow food that we could potentially become self-sustaining. I really wanted something that we could add value to. I've always done property and I've always bought property and done them up and it's always stood me in good stead. So I really wanted something that was an investment. If you buy a big house, it can just be a cost. So we started to write down all the things we wanted and we started looking around at houses and first of all, we looked in Worthing and all the houses we were looking at were slightly more, I suppose, a larger house than we had. Um, Not much land, And actually, my husband said, we're going to do this. Let's, you know, push the boat out and do it in style. Like, I don't want to be moving every two years. If we're going to buy somewhere, let's really go for it. You know, let's have a look around and go for our dream house. And I'm actually relatively cautious when it comes to money. So he's probably, I would say, more free flowing than I am. Um, So I was like, "Mm, are you sure? Are you sure we can afford it? And blah, 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 blah. Um, but no, I loved the idea. And so we kept on de- refining and refining our list. And I also at this stage was a conscious, I suppose, that I really wanted to have children. And even in my plan that there is a, an au pair that will help us in the future. She's not here yet. But so I wanted a room where the au pair could stay, but it wouldn't be part of our house. I got crazily specific, actually, about the things I wanted And this list was very long (laughs) and very detailed and it was fun. So when Matt and I decided to manifest, we were 
talking about it. You know, we were talking about it constantly. We, every night we'd come home, we would be talking about what we wanted. We'd be messaging each other. And I think that's a really good point because when you're manifesting and putting things into your life, you need to hold them in your vibration. Um, and you need to talk about things on an ongoing basis because you are literally speaking things into existence. And then I think another pivotal thing happened around this time. My husband was um, in India for work and he gets a car sent to pick him up from the airport, like an executive car hire place. And the chap who picked him up from the airport um, became has become a very good friend. And after we'd started making our list on this particular way home, they got talking about property and they got talking about Goodwood. And the chap who was a taxi driver was sort of saying to Matt how there was a real shortage of property in in and around the Goodwood area and how um, people who owned property around that area could make a really good living because every time Goodwood was on, Goodwood, for people listening um, who don't know about Goodwood, Goodwood is is a race course. Um, it's It's a private property beautiful house it's got loads of land and they do a number of events a year so they do things like the festival of speed where people fly from all over the world to watch race cars ranging from 1920s up to present day they also have something called the revival where people get dressed up and they take it very seriously they get dressed up in the pre-war era um, and it's a great kind of you know atmosphere and day out and so what he was saying was potentially um, if you bought a house in and around that area, you would be able to make good money from it because you'd be able to rent it out like people do for Wimbledon. You'd be, re- be able to rent it out when the festival was on. And it kind of made us think, oh, maybe we should look in the Goodwood area. That's what we did. So right move is very simple to use. You just put in your location and we upped our budget. So we had been looking around around the kind of 800,000 mark for a house. And we decided to up our budget. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of money, a million pound house. And of course, we did this search and straight away, like literally straight away, up came this beautiful house, five minutes from Goodwood, on the market for 995, so just under a million. And it was a converted barn, Huge, great big barn space, 200-year-old barn. Stunning to look at, 40-foot ceilings, wooden floors in the middle of the country, but near enough to Chichester. And it was important to us to be very close to Matt's children, not too far away. And so we just, wow, looked at it. And then we realized that they had two barns in the garden. And one of the things that we wanted was an investment, something not only that we could rent out, but we could potentially add value to. And straight away, my brain went to, wow, we could create a retreat center and we could develop the barns in the garden and create a retreat center. Um, So we went to look at it and I remember driving in the car and it is the house is beautiful like you hopefully you will have seen the pictures now and it is a stunning stunning house like you walk in and there's a real sense of love and calm in the house and you could really feel the love that the um, previous owners had put into it they bought it when it was a barn and they converted it and I think they did a great job like there was a lot of love care and attention put into it it was a little bit tired when we were looking at it as in we've done quite a lot of work to it but 
straight away when I walked in, I loved it. And we sat down in the living room and there's a 40 foot ceiling in the living room and it's the most incredible space. And I've never sat in anything like it in my life. I've never lived in anything like it in my life. And I really wanted, I could see us living there, but at the same time brings up all your, oh, am I, you know, good enough really to have this house? So we went away we talk about, we both spoke about it and both of us could feel it. We both could feel that we wanted the house and we didn't know because obviously we knew we could get a mortgage for 800,000, but there was no way we thought we'd be able to get a mortgage for 995. So we really had to do our maths and we went away and we just decided to go for it. Like we just decided to pull out all the stops we could to go for it. And there was a point you know, where we didn't know if we would be able to get the money. And then when negotiating with the guy who owned the house, he didn't want 995. It was offers over 995. So he had had it on at 1.2 million and they'd had it on the market for about 18 months and they hadn't sold it. So he dropped it and consequently was willing to take an offer. But there was a real kind of period and patch where we weren't sure a if we could afford it and b if we were going to be able to find a price that we could afford so I suppose the lesson there is really just to hold the vision every time that I was worried I could just I just went there in my head I could see us living there I could visualize it I could touch it when I'm kind of manifesting something I make sure in my meditation that I visualize what it is that I'm looking to create And I just daydream, you know, when I go for a walk, I think about what it is I'm creating, what I'm pulling in. It's important as well as speaking things into existence to be in the vibration of what it is that you want to attract. And I'm obviously pleased to say that um, the mortgage company gave us the money, which is absolutely amazing. And the guy kind of reduced reduced the price of the house. So the lesson for me was we should push ourselves in life. Like I was looking to play small. I wasn't looking to actually buy a bigger house as this, but I'm just so pleased that we did. And I was also worried about how we'd be able to afford to pay the mortgage. But it's interesting because it's almost like we've energetically grown into the space. So when we first moved into the house, it felt so huge but over the course of the first couple of weeks, I could feel our spirit expand into the house. And I also have noticed how our income has expanded. So I was worried that we wouldn't be able to. Um, the mortgage is big, as you can imagine. But every month the money's there and we've not had a problem. So I wanted to share this story with you because I do believe we can manifest and create our own realities. And we really can pull in what we want to happen in our lives. And one of the things we do in my Do Your Dharma course is we create the vision for the person's life. And I think a lot of people don't do this and it's so essential. Most human beings walk around on the planet not having a clue about how they want their life to look. So how is the universe supposed to support you if you don't have a vision for your life? And yes, a vision board is good, but I think you can go one step further than that. I think When you're manifesting, it's really important to have your vision, have some visual cues like the vision board, which is great, but also speak about your life as if it's done. So go into the future and talk from that place. You know, Matt and I would talk about, well, when we basically talk as if we own the house, because that's also 
fantastic because your brain has to catch up with that. And it's almost like, oh, we have to uh, bring you what you need because that's where you're at. So if you're listening to this and you want to manifest and pull in something in your life, get crystal clear what it is that you are wanting to manifest, first of all. Important because when I manifested my husband, I put down a man that traveled, <laughs> a businessman. And then, of course, he buggered off and left me for a long periods of time because he was working and traveling. So be very careful what you're looking to create. Um, talk to people you trust about it. Important that you manifest and create with people who support your vision. So if you've got people around you who aren't supportive, I wouldn't necessarily share it with them. And find some type of anchor, some type of vibrational feeling anchor. When I was manifesting my husband, I told you, you've probably heard the story where I found a costume jewelry engagement ring and I ended up wearing it around the house. A fantastic anchor if you are looking to manifest a husband. But if you're not looking to manifest a husband, find another way of anchoring and feeling what it is, the vibration of what you want to pull in. Well, I hope that that was useful. What is it that you're working on? What is it that you're manifesting? I would love to hear from you. If you haven't already, please go and join our free Facebook community. We've got a thriving Facebook community of women all doing their dharma, all sharing how they're getting on, all sharing their synchronicities, all sharing their ups, their downs, but we're there to support one another. You know, this is totally work in progress for me as well. And I'm very honest and I talk behind the scenes about all the stuff that's going on for me. We also have an Instagram account, Kitty underscore talks. And by all means, find us on Facebook, Kitty Talks. We will see you again next week with an amazing guest who will be sharing their life story on Kitty Talks. Bye bye. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma.